was your first day at school, Bart? Terrible. You want to talk about it? No. Oh, thank you. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show. Thank you for subscribing, for giving the show five stars, for sharing, all that good stuff. It is greatly appreciated. Today, making his triumphant return to the show after way too long, by popular demand, because you demanded it, I'm happy to welcome back Dan Hempel. Hey, guys. Now, Dan, you and I legitimately haven't I mean, we text all the time, but we haven't actually seen or, you know, gotten together, of course, in, in month. Actually, well, we haven't gotten together even prior to the pandemic. Unfortunately, we just, with me living now further away from you, it's, it was just kind of harder anyway. And had we known that this, this was going to happen, you know, had anybody known things would be different, but, uh, had we known it would have been a lot, we would have made more of an effort to, to get together. And, right. And instead, yeah. this is, this is the best we got. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately it's just catching up so i mean we've talked you know again just through text regularly but how has it been for you i mean we're coming up on almost four months now of of the quarantine and the official pandemic how have you been handling it um i guess it's it's uh not too far off of the way my lifestyle is um i i kind of live a quarantine lifestyle Anyways, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're one of the people. Who, you're you're solitary. Yep. You're you're not the socialist of cats, so you're not going to be out. You know, every Friday and Saturday night, or like throwing parties or everything. Right. So, yeah. So it's 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 uh life as usual for me, <laughs> Dan Hempel. Um, it's I'm always inside reading a book or playing a game. Uh, I rarely go out. Um, you know, I do all my shopping. Uh, you know, all the commodity shopping online and uh the the reasons i get out is for you know daily uh nourishing right <laughs> food <laughs> errands stuff food, stuff like that doctor's appointments but you know sometimes i might go to barnes and nobles every once in a while just to see what they have right. uh, or when my wife uh you know threatens me to <laughs> take her somewhere <laughs> yes yeah. Get me out of this house. We've been in all the time. I know you don't like going out. I do. And actually, how how has that been? Because now, I mean, again, you've been used to kind of being at home. You have a wife. You have a, a son now who's turned six since the quarantine. How has that been? How has quarantined family life been? Do, do you think they're feeling it maybe more than you are? Because you're kind of you've been in this mode as long as I've known you pretty much. Yeah, I think my wife is is used to it just the way uh, my persona is. But my son, on the other hand, uh, he likes to go outside sometimes, and he's always saying, "I'm bored. I'm bored. I'm bored. Can we do something?" <laughs> you know, that kind of uh, started the tradition of frequently playing Mario Party with him. <laughs> it's not outdoors, but it's something. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I enjoy it, and he he enjoys it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there was a time that there's only so much. Uh, times you can play Mario Party 10. 
<laughs> right. Well, I was going to say, there's got to be like 10 of them, right? So how far back can you go? You probably have them all. But No, I I wish I did, but... <laughs> no? Ah, damn. I think I have like seven and eight or six and seven. I have two for GameCube. Um, yeah. The one that came with... Rare- the- yeah, the one that came with the microphone, whatever that first one was yeah. that had the singing competition or speaking. I don't remember exactly what it is. I see. I unlike you, I haven't played Mario Party in, in a while, but right. um, I forget. I, I'm pretty sure I have two of them though for GameCube, which is the last console I actually. Well, I got it as a Christmas gift, but it's the last new console I've really <laughs> I, I participated in. So well, I that's no good. Idea. I mean, those are valuable games. I think they go a lot on Amazon. <laughs> well, maybe they did. I don't know if anyone in a, in a post COVID nineteen world. I don't know if anyone's going to want to use microphone anymore. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe like they just uh, play the now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. That's true. You could just like I'm going to lose all these levels because I'm not singing or speaking. I don't even remember what the activity is. But yeah. I, I get it. See, that's what I was wondering with with having a, a kid who's old enough to want to go outside and have. He's, he wants to do what all kids want to do at five and six. He wants to go outside. He wants to play. It's the same thing we would have wanted to do. That's, I feel like that's right. just inherent in being a kid. Right. And he's just, does, does he understand kind of what this means and why? Do you think he has any grasp of that? No, he doesn't. Mm, he I doesn't see. have any grasp of how the severity of the issue is. Mm. And uh, he's just kind of being a kid. And, you know, right. that's fine. You know, he has that mentality. Um, he knows, he, he knows the name of the virus, coronavirus, and he's just like, oh, coronavirus, coronavirus. Mm. And he might make some, uh, judgments, uh, on, on us parents, uh, if we don't do what he asks. He's like, well, if you're going to go outside, then you better take him with you or else you're going to get coronavirus. <laughs> so if you want to get coronavirus, I have to come with you or, you know. Right. So you're, he's keeping you safe. Right. See, exactly. You're not going to get it as long as he's with you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that that honestly, it's weird to kind of be, it, it's, how, how do I put it? Looking at, we can only see any experience that's going on in the world through wherever we are in life. But looking at it when it's little kids or when it's high school kids or kids who were supposed to, you know, graduate college in the spring and everything. It's really weird to think of, wow, how would I feel if I was in that position? Like right now, there's not a whole lot of loss uh, on our end. I mean, you know, just Sherry and I aren't working as a result of the pandemic, but uh, otherwise like it's, we don't, you know, we're not in school. We haven't had any, anything disrupted the way we would have had if we were younger. Um, And, you know, with having cars and everything, we can come and go as we please. I mean, if we need supplies, we're not just going out, just we're not uh, doing a whole lot of window shopping, but But still, like as as adults who are independent and who also don't have kids, it, it's not we're not really feeling it the way a lot of other people are, and we're lucky in that sense. But it's very strange to think like, wow, can you imagine going through this as a kid, and because you're kind of selfish as a kid anyway. Oh, I mean, absolutely. So, so I don't know how I don't know if any of us would have handled it any better than I'm seeing any other teenagers, high schoolers, or even young kids. I, I don't know that we'd be any better than it. Like the the learning uh virtually thing you know the kind of not really homeschool but whatever you know the the classrooms that are done virtually that they did at the end of the year which may be what it's like in september parents are saying well that's not working well of course would it have worked for us no (laughs) (laughs) you imagine like oh you need to do these assignments like right i'm gonna do it yeah i'm at home with you know streaming options and video games and whatever else 
Yeah, and uh, I do kind of enforce the rules on on my son, you know, trying to get him uh, to continue, you know, reading and doing the math while, you know, everything is going on. But, um, you know, he's he's not going to get away with it, that's for sure. Because he's like, oh, there's no school and, you know, I can do whatever I want. I'm like, no, you can't. (laughs) Yeah, not exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like there's, there still is school work to be done. I mean, he just finished kindergarten, so yeah. he's in the very, very early stages of needing to to worry about schoolwork, you know, quote unquote schoolwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still got to be. I can't imagine it again. I just can't imagine it being effective for for anybody, much less if we were in high school, which is kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about. I don't want to lean too heavy on on the pandemic talk, but um. You and I have have talked about a lot. We can't believe how much time it's been since you graduated high school. Because you and I, we knew each other, I think, since, what, like eighth grade or something? Or at least knew of each other. But we didn't become tight. In eighth grade. Yeah. Um, I knew of James in eighth grade because we sat at the same table. um, And then he would just randomly uh, just leave the lunchroom and go somewhere. I don't know (laughs) where he'd go, but. (laughs) As as an eighth grader, where are you going? Yeah, but I think you and I were, you know, in the same gym class in eighth grade, um, but we just didn't know each other at the time. I, I think we started really getting getting acquainted. It's probably uh, Latin class, maybe. Well, it was definitely you and I kind of became friends in Latin class. We kind of knew each other and were acquaintances, I think, through high school. But with you right. and I, with the the bizarre, as we've talked about on you know shows before, over the last almost decade, but um. With the strange alphabetical order in which we were seated, even though my last name begins with A, yours begins with H, you were set behind me because instead yeah. of going down the rows, the rows went across. To, yeah, across. <laughs> so, yeah, you ended up behind me despite being an H, which is fine because you and I were the two seniors. And uh, it was it was a really I mean, senior year was was great was the only year of school i probably thoroughly enjoyed certainly high school far and away the the best year of high school because at that point you're kind of you you know what's going on and it would take a a whole lot you'd really have to put in the effort to not graduate it would really yeah that that would take that would take more work than just coasting which is (laughs) definitely it's definitely what i did i wouldn't accuse you necessarily of coasting but you've kind of said like you weren't you know, you you were just kind of going and going through the motions too. Yeah, basically. Yeah, and <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean the standards were that high, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like we're graduating. We know, you know, we we knew we were going to, you know, community college the next year. We weren't going to be really too crazy about. I'm going to bend over backwards to make sure I make these grades count because it wouldn't have affected the you know it's senior year. It's not going to affect the balance. You know, people who submitted to who applied to go away to college, right, would have already had that all lined up and yeah if they had if if they wanted to uh, maintain whatever it is they got for it then sure then yeah they would try to keep their grades up and make sure to maintain a gpa but for us we were just kind of like Ugh. so i think it was a a strange twist of fate that we just ended up next to each other in that class and the only two seniors in a class full of sophomores which <laughs> which was great because if we were sat on opposite ends of the classroom it would have it would have been torture but instead, oh. we were so lucky yep. to have the salvation <laughs> of yeah. being next to each other. But the thing that 
blows my mind, has continued to just as time has passed on. But last month, I mean, what, two weeks ago or so would be 20 years since we graduated high school, which is I, I can't wrap my head around it. I really can't. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> it's the strangest thing. You know, you, you never believe anybody when they say, well, time's just going to keep going faster. You're going to wake up and it's going to be however many years later or so much time has passed. And they're absolutely right. Right. <laughs> they really, you know, I, I had the I wasn't really affected when I turned 30. My parents were much more affected by that. They just couldn't believe like, wow, our youngest child is 30. Where does the time go? And then. Uh, two years ago, when my sister turned 40, that affected them as well. Just, wow, you know, our, our firstborn is 40. Where does the time go? <laughs> and I'm sitting here saying, wow, we've been in high school 20 years. Where does the time go? So now I've come back to that place of, man, I can't believe it's been that long. It's crazy. Or <laughs> or am I crazy? No, we're all, it's it's legit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... But at the same time, it doesn't time, feel like 20 years. No, it doesn't feel like 20, tw how 20 years should feel. It right. feels like maybe, maybe 10. If you told me it was 10 years ago, I'd say like, yeah, okay, I buy it. But not, right. not 20. Not like, no, this is more than half my life. I've been out of school, proper but you know, school. I wouldn't know or anticipate or of the feeling of how 20 years or 30 years is, is supposed to feel. You know, it's uh, well, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it's it just I, I don't know how it's supposed to feel. All I know is that 20 years went by and it was quick. And I I don't know. Is that's I guess that's how it's supposed to feel. Yeah, that's how 20 years feels. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> feels like it just flew by. Well, that was the funny part when I was thinking just in terms of. Because having, and especially with you having, you know, you were the first of my friends to have have a kid, and uh, having now three in my immediate group of friends, three kids, that's a huge gauge for how much time has passed <laughs> because of how quickly they're growing. I mean, you having one at home, you know, a son of your own, mm -hmm. must reinforce that just constantly. And I know I sound really naive by saying that, but realistically it's got to be like wow he's growing fast this is happening really really fast because i'm sure it doesn't feel like it's been six years that he's been around no absolutely not yeah, like how did i end up with a six-year-old <laughs> <laughs> well he just kind of grew into it i mean there's no explanation <laughs> other than that <laughs> but it, it's funny looking back on high school and just the idea of it being so much time like i was i was trying to remember i was talking to sherry about this the other week just how the class is laid out. And I'm running through, and for some reason, I know I'm missing a class, and I just don't remember what it was. Because I, <laughs> my senior year, I woke up and first period was gym, which sucked. Because I, I'm not active to begin with. So the first thing, you know, it's what, 7.45, I think? To to have to go into gym is like, ugh, fuck this. <laughs> and then second period was Latin class. And then... I don't remember what third period was and I'm going through my day and I was like, I can't remember. I think history was fourth period. And then I think, uh, earth science was fifth. Like I was trying to go through and I couldn't remember. I remember English was sixth period. Seventh period was lunch and eighth period was, I forget what it was called. It was basically photography. I, they called it something else. Uh, cause that was my last period junior year as well. And I said, I'm going to take this again. Cause I 
it was kind of an easy class. And to have, have your day end with a really easy class was, was awesome. But I thought, wow, I can't remember what third period was. Anyway, I'm running through this with Sherry. And she said, when did you have, she's like, lunch was seventh period. I said, yeah. She said, when did you have nutrition? I was like, well, one marking period a year, we had health instead of gym. You know, it was like this, the second or third, you know, marking period, the gym teacher would teach health. But I said, what do you mean nourishment? She said, like, a, you know, 15, 20 minute break in classes in the morning, kind of like a meal break. I said, no, we didn't have that at all. <laughs> <laughs> what are they up to in California? Is that why we're so angst ridden here on the East Coast? <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't believe it. Like nourishment, no such thing. But in, in upon reflection, I realized we kind of did. You and I kind of had nourishment second period because we would leave Latin too and go to Manhattan Bagel. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, their nourishment didn't exist in Lakewood High. I mean, look at the food that they were serving us every day. It was pizza and chicken patties. That was it. Yeah, yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, so it was junk food. Like you could eat just as well out of the snack machine for the same amount of money. Yeah, and that was the other thing too. Like everyone would just go out. I mean, at the point when if you had a car, if you had a friend who had a car, senior year. I would just go out to lunch anyway. I wouldn't stick around. Like, oh, that's just what I want to do, sit in school. For... <laughs> yes. I want to sit here with these assholes for another 45 minutes. No thanks, man. You and I would go to, like, Wendy's or something. Right. But, yeah, that that did make me laugh because I thought, wow, I can't remember how many times. I don't remember if we ever failed Latin 2 because we were almost never there. No, uh, apparently we we never failed it. Um, I ended up getting like a, a C. I, I don't think, know how. I should have failed it because uh, <laughs> I, I never studied for one test. I don't know how I passed the test. I never did one homework assignment. <laughs> yeah, I don't really recall. I mean, we had, we had quizzes and things like that and tests. And I don't think I did particularly well in all of them. And for me, like I had a gap in between freshman year. I took Latin one along with Spanish because I was wacky. So I took and my other elective was Latin. but. You know, in hindsight, I could be glad that I did because I got to be in Latin 2 with you. Right. <laughs> this came out of it. So it was good that I ended up taking Latin 1 freshman year. But I didn't, I didn't practice anything related to Latin for two whole years prior to going into Latin 2. So I, I feel like I retained very, very little except maybe some fundamentals. I have no idea. All I could think of was our teacher must have just been so intimidated because he had some serious culture shock. Because he, he came from teaching in, like, private, I think he came from, like, private Catholic school or something. Yeah. yeah. And, and coming to Lakewood, which was, I I don't even have a word to describe it. Definitely not private school. It was a little more, <laughs> little more untamed than private school. Oh, yeah. You could see it in his face. The color in his face is always red. He was, he was, he was always red. And I remember actually taking the camera a couple of times. This is what digital cameras were, like, a new thing. You get like a, a, a two megapixel, you know, photo <laughs> out of your, your digital camera. And I remember you were able to borrow, like sign out the, the digital camera from photography class for the day just to work mm -hmm. on it. And I remember I brought it to class and I snapped a couple of pictures and every picture I have of him is emphatic. He's just so, <laughs> I found those photos and I mean, I'm not going to share them publicly because that'd be rude. Um, but I found those photos in a folder. I created some folder. I'm about to get a new computer, so I was going through kind of consolidating folders because now I've had so many computers and hard drives and everything. I just have too much shit on my computer, so I was kind of trying to consolidate. And I found a folder which I copied from a, a CD-ROM, I you know whatever um 
burnable CD I had made back sometime around high school, if not the year after. And it has all these photos in it. <laughs> I found a photo of Andrew and, you know, a couple of things because uh, Andrew was in our Latin class with him. Uh, that's when we both got, a, got to meet him and get to know and make fun of him. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was a high, we got an A in making fun of Andrew. But, we still make fun of Andrew. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one class that will never be dismissed. <laughs> but, uh, it was really funny. And I found a bunch of pictures of, of our teacher. And I just thought every single one he's, you, you can see his face is red. He's really just, in fact, he just could not. He couldn't handle. So maybe he was just too intimidated to fail anybody because he just couldn't deal with it. And he was only there for or, that one year. Or he just didn't know Latin. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess there's a lot of V's in this word. So it looks right to me. Because <laughs> he only worked that one year and then went off and did. Um, He w went back to work at some other private school. I don't even think he stayed in the state. I don't remember if he taught. No, I don't think so. It was it was real culture shot working going into from private school to public school and that school in particular. He was just completely, uh, let's say, ill prepared. <laughs> let's be polite. But I'm I was honestly trying to think back to the I mean, everybody kind of gets to the point where they're they're reminiscent about, you know, all oh, the good old days. Oh, when we were younger and blah, blah, blah. But we did actually have a lot of fun. I was working full, well, not quite full time, but a lot. Uh, but we still would go out most nights. We take off and a lot of times we go to the record store because Warehouse Music, uh -huh. which no longer exists, was open. So we'd go in, particularly on Tuesdays, because street date day, and, and go and see if they had some new stuff. And they had stuff even you were looking for, even though you're listening to a lot of independent punk music. They still had it. You didn't really have to special order it. They had such a, a huge variety of CDs back when that was the way to just listen to music. Yep. And um, that was another thing that, that I realized as well, because that was between you and our friend Christian. That's when I really got into punk music or, or pop punk. Because I really had nowhere. I just thought it was a bunch of British kids who wanted to set things on fire. I, I <laughs> like I didn't know from punk music and I kind of knew like what the Ramones looked like. And I knew I want to be sedated, but that was kind of it. But that was right. really in a large part, thanks to you that I heard a lot of bands I really wouldn't have heard. Right. And uh, that was really important because that had a lot to do with me. At that point, I was so fixated, especially on learning to play guitar. And I was, you know, emulating all these shredders and, or at least trying to, you know, they were the, the kind of player. I, that's the kind of player I wanted to be. So I was trying to learn all that stuff and was having a hard time with it. And then thankfully now I'm hearing the Ramones and saying, Oh, I could play this. I could play an entire song. And there's no solo I need to learn. This is great. It's that instant gratification of I could play music. This is awesome. Um, and you were playing guitar at the time too. So it was fun to just a little bit I knew try to show you. No, um, it was absolutely, I mean, the, you know, what got me into the Ramones and that sort of, uh, that genre of punk music, it was just basically, you know, you're teenagers and you want to have fun and you enjoy simplistic, uh, things like that. And that's what turned me on about it. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of that music is, is you know, was kind of replicated or in, in Ramon's opinion, trying to replicate the, the old 50s music, you know, the two to three minute songs. Right, the pop songs. Um, no, no 
our solo and pop songs and so forth. So, uh, you know, that, that for me really kind of, uh, turned me on and just how simple and fun it was. And a lot of the bands that, you know, I guess you were into at the time were too technical for me. Yeah. And it just, I had to put in work and I didn't, you know, as an 18 year old, you don't, you don't have the patience for that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. It's, and I did, and I was trying and I just couldn't get a lot of the stuff. I couldn't get my hands to cooperate at that point for whatever reason. Um, but I was also trying to be self-taught and that really wasn't working too well or I buy books, but that didn't quite, you know, do it or a video, but I didn't have a one-on-one teacher to actually walk me through what I was doing wrong or, or what to do differently so mm-hmm. that I, I knew how to play better. So all of a sudden it's, Oh, I could just play power chords. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> and, and learn how to play these songs. And I also finally had someone to jam with who was on my level. You know, you and I could just right. sit in usually in your room or in the basement at my parents' house and just play Ramon songs. Yeah. Play along to just whatever, you know, what, whatever album or whatever song we were playing. Cause it was all just, it was power chords. It was easy. There wasn't a whole lot to learn. The most technical kind of lead you had to learn would have been California Sun, but that's only because that wasn't their song and it had a Yeah. And you and Christian it. had like a debate. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause yeah, the, the album version. The, the lick is played a little differently than the live version. I do remember yeah. that. We were getting into it. And I was like, no, but listen to that. Right, but this is how he plays it when he performs. I'm like, okay, but he played it this way on the record. Somebody played it. It's on the record. <laughs> I do remember that. And then the next time is... And that's the way Johnny would play it live. And he was debating, like, that's not the way it is. I'm like, no, it's this way. So when I finally got, you know, my hands to do that, then it was like, ah, oh, it's on. <laughs> Still unresolved, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, probably, probably that and uh, my, my affection for the the, the latter day replacements era. And he's just like, I don't even like the replacements. I'm like, all right, well, don't. I don't care. <laughs> Which strikes me as odd because you know the replacements is fits within his uh his realm of uh, interests, uh, that taste, that style. I mean, at least those first um, couple albums, yeah. But I just don't get it. He just, he's like, well, Husker Du's better. Right. Like, okay, because they're, they're both from Minnesota. It's not like it needs to be one or the other. You can like both. I yeah, mean, that's exactly. not, it, it's like saying like, well, I mean, maybe back in the day, people were like that with like, you're either Beatles or Stones or maybe Ramones or Sex Pistols or something. But it's like, you, you can like both bands. They don't sound <laughs> the same. Husker Du doesn't sound like they're replacements to me. Even no, the early absolutely. stuff. I mean, it sounds like a lot of other punk bands, it's, you know, but they sound kind of more akin to like, descendants as opposed to husker do which were just a lot louder and weren't like the typical right like more more typical punk i feel like husker do is kind of their own thing yeah but yeah he just could never see it that way and i do remember having a lot of debates about that but <laughs> yeah it's funny i actually did put on the one album which uh you <laughs> i i didn't fully comprehend at the time but i remember you made me a tape you're like oh i'm gonna make you a tape of the best pop punk you'll ever hear it's gonna be great and it was stuff like screeching weasel and i forget who else Queer, huntington the queers the huntington's what well, was the entire uh the good the bad and the ugly live album from the huntington's which yeah. wasn't really a live album it was more alive in the studio live album with an audience added in as kind of a yeah. tribute to ramon's loco live but i heard it and i was like wow these songs are so short and the funniest thing and uh, I remember you saying this before I even knew who the Huntington's were. Before you made me the tape, you do you remember what you used to sing all the time? 
I don't remember. Okay. It was always, you would say, you're punk, but I don't know why you don't shower. I'll change your clothes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, we always reference those lyrics to Ross. Uh, uh, oh, Rob. Yeah. Your, your signal kind of cut a little bit. Yeah. Our, our, our friend Rob from high school. Yeah. Because he, he claimed to like all that stuff, but not really. He was a bit more, you know, he had the mohawk and everything and was more more into the, let's say the fashion part of punk. Yeah, and, the and casualties and, to and exploited and... Yeah, that that was kind of more his thing. Yeah. So yeah, it was even funnier when you would quote something like that, which I mean, nobody had heard it. I don't didn't know anybody who'd heard it on anything except for you and as it turned out, our friend Christian. But it was, it was really eye-opening to me because all I heard was, you know, 80s radio, of course, I listened to, where... As I kind of developed, well, as a kid, you kind of listen to what's on the radio anyway. So when I started paying attention, right. you know, listening to the radio, like 87, 88, 89, I mean, hard rock was what was on the radio. It was Motley Crue and Poison and Def Leppard. And, you know, those are the bands that had songs on the radio, aside from pop artists. I mean, it wasn't just rock, but that's more what I gravitated toward as opposed to, you know, some other stuff, maybe, maybe like Michael Jackson or Prince or something like that. You know, I, I gravitated more towards straight ahead rock so that was just kind of what i knew and it was funny actually getting into pop punk because you said as far as you're saying it's upbeat you're right because i definitely was I, I was never into grunge and i'm still not and it was always just really depressing for me to listen to like i thought this doesn't this doesn't energize me like this d doesn't excite me i mean you know say what you want about you know what people classify as hair metal but it's upbeat. It it gets excited. It's I don't want to just kind of like say it's party music, but it is. It's upbeat and it's positive and there's not a whole except for, you know, power ballads, which could occasionally occasionally be about broken hearts or whatever. It was not downer music. And when grunge came in, it yeah. was downer music. I was just I like, I'm not into this. Yeah. When people associate grunge, they usually when they well, when, when they think about grunge, they think about bands like nirvana and Soundgarden and pearl jam uh, but you know everybody are, always affiliates the genre to nirvana but when you look at right. the the seattle scene um, and you look at that genre of grunge it has a whole mixture of genres you know some grunge is very upbeat um and that was uh <clears throat> that was uh, shown in uh nirvana's incesticide album which a lot of those songs were actually pop punk songs. And in, in Seattle, the super suckers came out of that grunge scene as well. Right. And, uh, you know, there's various forms of, of grunge, but I guess when you mean grunge, you mean, you know, stuff like Nirvana and the depressing music. Yeah. Nirvana and Soundgarden and, and that stuff that got played or, um, what's it called? Pearl Jam or I'm trying to think of right. that point. And unfortunately that only that, uh, type of grunge got into the mainstream the, right the that's what got airplay yeah and the rest of it was just kind of scrapped <laughs> well i mean um, it was like you didn't you didn't hear songs from mud honey on the radio like that you know there were other bands that you can associate with seattle in the grunge scene or right. um even alice in chains it's not that it was downer music but i feel like the sound was just very you know very kind of a minor key sounding you know, especially with the with the vocals being like, eh, 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 you know, it just didn't it, it wasn't uh, 
Did, didn't energize me. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, it's like pr- pressing the sharp key on the, on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I, I that the in the late nineties the the only that that kind of turned around a little bit because at least there were boy bands and there were Britney Spears and you know all the other kind of pop tarts of the era and uh, then things turned more in another direction like say it's Smash Mouth where it's okay well I'm not really into this either so where does that leave me and there were all these other bands that I just never heard of that had been around whether it was the Descendants or Screeching Weasel or the Queers like bands who've been around for a long time. And right. I was completely unaware of, and I'm insanely grateful that you turned me on to that because I would have quit playing guitar, which would have had my, my life would be in a very different place right now if that hadn't happened. So it's weird to look back on things like that and say, wow, it's good that that kind of played out the way it did, even when it came to, you know, like not following through with Latin all four years of high school. You know, you and I may have crossed paths because we still had some mutual friends, but I really feel like our, our friendship was definitely forged in those trips you know, in cutting class and going to <laughs> going to get bagels <laughs> right, or going right. record shopping. I feel like that's really where where it was. <laughs> and I'm still I still listen to that stuff. I was actually listening to the new album by Teenage Bottle Rocket the other day, which granted they weren't around then, but uh, they've been around for probably the last 15 years or so. At least that's how long I've been aware of them. It was right before I moved yeah. to California in 06. So I knew they'd been around. Eh, they've been around at least since that time. But when I when I listen to stuff like that, and I went from there to listening to uh, My Brain Hurts by Screeching Weasel, and then Television right. City Dream and a bunch of us, and I thought like, yeah, this is this is summer music. Even a band like The Clash, I'd never really listened to until our friend Ed gave me uh, a cassette. He had a whole bunch of cassettes in his car, which was another like strange twist of fate because he had only the second cassette of uh, the story of The Clash, so it wasn't like should I stay or should I go and uh, the, you, songs like that, like the more mainstream, or you know, rock the Casbah, because that was on cassette one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, there was this other, there was this other compilation he had from Priority Records, which uh, was a little independent label, which I mostly knew from like you know hip hop albums at the time. But right. it had the Buzzcocks and the Vibrators. Actually, had Train in Vain by the Clash on it. Oh, and wow. uh, yeah, it was just funny. Like it was weird the way all that stuff kind of came at me at one time. <laughs> In a very short span of time, while also listening to, you know, I, I dug deeper into Rush and a, a bunch of other bands at the time, as I, w- I was talking to Jack about that a, a couple of weeks ago, saying that because I used to drive a half hour to the mall to go to work and I would borrow cassettes from a friend of mine. Cassettes were only, you know, 40 minutes of music anyway. I could literally listen to an album in a night just on my round right. trip back and forth to work. So, yeah. I, I was I, I was absorbing a whole lot of music, which just played into what my my taste kind of became. And I still just associate that music with summer, with being upbeat. Like honestly, when it's when it's colder, when it's fall, when it's winter, that's when I'm listening to a lot of a lot more metal. Right. But right. And anything you know, when, when it comes to any warm weather, when it starts warming up in the spring, yeah, that's when it's all about. <laughs> well, no, you turned me on to uh, some of those genres as well. Um, you know, although I sometimes make fun of you know, those hair metal bands and, and so forth, but you turned me on to that some of those those styles, um, and I'm very appreciative of that, of that because I think they all they all tie in, uh, you know, to punk rock somehow, right. um, even though they're different styles. But you know, 
it's it's part of uh, a, a genre, I guess. It, it's it can all, fit fit it into that one genre. It's all rock music, and that's just what I gravitate toward anyway. Right. It's all rock. I see right. there's an invader creeping in <laughs> to the video. There he is. <laughs> there's just Junior trying to poke his head in. Was is, is he naked? Put some clothes well, on that he, kid. He was- we're at my parents' house, and uh, he was outside in the backyard playing, playing squirt gun battles with Grandpa. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Because he's soaked, and I'm like, did he just run out of the shower to just elbow into our show? This is funny. <laughs> There's, hi, Junior. He would do he that. He, <laughs> he probably would. He's your son. So. <laughs> he would want to disrupt just for the fun of it. Um, no, well, you know what, your, your thing, yeah. when it came to music and that's where I kind of was able to, I felt like I, I understood what you were into and I was able to turn you on and stuff was you don't like stuff that's super polished. And that's why you, you weren't into something like say Def Leppard or a, another band where there's like, you know, a lot of, a lot of production on the albums. You like stuff to sound raw. So that's when I yeah. said like, dude, those first three Kiss albums or, you know, even the first couple of Van Halen albums, I said, those are kind of live in the studio records. And you were into that stuff. I said, no, if you just listen to it, it's just rock music. Like take away the, the visual element or the stage antics or the costumes or whatever. And it's just stripped down rock music from the seventies. And like that stuff you got into. Right. Yep. It's funny because, you know, I like my music raw because I feel like the more raw it is, the more authentic it is. Um, I like it recorded on a a, or track or somebody's garage. (laughs) And I I like sound and Mm -hmm. that buzzing sound. And then that that always kind of uh, piqued my interest. And and I, I love the way it's just because when you were when I heard that sound, it just like I said, it's it's. It kind of an authentic feeling and mm. it's just like well these, these guys are for real i mean right. these guys don't care um and they're just just they're just playing music to have fun and writing great songs at the same time they might not be as complex but you know that's that's something that really turned me on oh yeah even like i'm wearing a led zeppelin shirt right now like even some of their earlier stuff you were more into because it's just very much a kind of live in the studio sound do you see how freaking long my hair is yeah, I was going to talk it. about that because it, it was like, what are you growing a mullet? <laughs> it it kind of looks like it. Well, that's the funny part. I didn't plan on growing my hair. I just with barbershops being closed and salons or at this point, yeah, I nobody, have to go to a freaking salon. Yeah, nobody planned growing their hair. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's it. I mean, I, I've said because Sherry's been saying for a while she's seen pictures of me like when I had longer hair when I was younger. Speaking of, you know, 20 years ago and senior year and everything. Um. This is probably my, this is probably the, the longest my hair's been since then. Cause I, I've kept it pretty short just cause it's easier. Right. Uh, the last haircut I got, and now it really shows. I've been talking about this for the last four months on the show, but the last haircut I got was the week before Christmas. So I haven't done anything to it. I mean, I, I kept saying before the pandemic kind of was in full swing, I said, man, I need to go get a haircut. Like, I've just been meaning to, because at this point, I'm like, it's been almost three months. I should really get my hair cut. Well, now here we are. <laughs> it's been almost seven months, and uh, I've just been kind of letting it go. I said, I just don't have the patience for it. Like, when she's mentioned about me growing my hair a little bit longer or having some length to it, I said, I just don't have the patience. I'm like, you know, <laughs> when I was younger and I just didn't care, it was it just kind of happens. 
But I said, right. now I just can't, uh, I don't want to deal with it. But just not thinking about it for a while, I was like, huh, look at that. Like, I actually need to, <laughs> when, when I'm doing the show, I actually have some product in my hair just to keep it down. Just keep it, like, you can see I'm parting it kind of in the middle, too. Um, right. Just so it can right. kind of go, like, on the side of my head so it's not hanging in front of my face or anything. Because then right. I'd be doing this, you know, on camera, just moving it out of my face constantly. And that would be, that would annoy me <laughs> and anybody who was watching, you know, videos that I put out. One of the side effects of the pandemic. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I have anxiety of getting a haircut, you know, especially, <laughs> you know, things are just kind of slowly opening. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not so, running out to get it Yeah, kind of keeping it long. Mm-hmm. That's why you're wearing the hat yeah. to cover it up. You know, yeah, like... I'm just never wearing the hat because, you know, I don't <laughs> want anybody to think I'm turning to samurai books. <laughs> that'll be awesome you should do that actually well now it's time for you to be the next victim in our quarantine questionnaire a bunch of questions random and uh well i'm not gonna say offensive but it's a good thing your son's out of the room here we go uh if you could go for a meal in one restaurant what restaurant would you go to and what would the meal be Wow. Uh, I never had a typical restaurant that I would, uh, go to or seem favorable to me. <laughs> I guess my wife's restaurant. <laughs> uh, taking weight gain and other health risks out of the equation, what five foods would you want to live on while being stuck at home? I think I only really live on like two or three foods and that's ramen noodles, pizza and burgers. <laughs> Hey, that's good. If you don't even need five, <laughs> lucky you. You could be quarantined with two celebrities, one male, one female. Who do you choose? Well, I've never liked celebrities, so... Um... Well, someone you don't know. Someone who you might look up to who would be fun to spend time with. They don't need to be... They don't, they don't need to be movie stars, but just if you could pick one male, one female. Daniel Hempel and Unji Hempel. <laughs> I don't want anyone in my house but me. If exposure to the virus weren't a factor, what place would you like to have visited before the pandemic? It could be a city, a country, a theme park, whatever. Um, I really enjoy South Korea, not just because I'm South Korean, because I really enjoy the culture, their food, and how cleanliness they are. Uh, the customer service is, uh, is, is very, it's excellent. Mm. Um, it's, it's in comparison to uh, American customer service, which yeah, yeah. we just don't give a shit. <laughs> no, we don't. Um, <laughs> lots of artists are doing living room concerts and streaming them. What artist or band would you like to see do a stripped down acoustic living room performance? Well, I don't even because it's hard because I, I haven't been following music for or, for quite a while, and I'm not sure who's dead or alive at this point. <laughs> Actually, I would, if, if I were to pick, I would probably pick ACDC because I, I love to see, you know, the one chord songs played on an acoustic guitar. If you could be a woman for a day, what would you do? That's hard. <laughs> um, flash people. If you could have sex with a cartoon character other than Jessica Rabbit, who would it be? Betty Boop. <laughs> Not bad. No one's picked that. <laughs> Uh, what do you put on first, pants or socks? Pants, always. I hate wearing socks. Popular answer. If you ever released a cologne, what would you call it and what would it smell like? Farts, of course. 
It would smell like farts and it would be called farts? Yep. P-H-A-R-T-Z. Yep. Farts. <laughs> it's going to be a big seller. I can promise you that. Your house is on fire and your wife and son are able to get out safely, but you have enough time to grab two items. What do you grab? There's nothing that I really value. <laughs> <laughs> it can all burn. Just let it burn. I'll start over. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I'm a hermit, and I, I don't value anything. You know, I don't value uh, just material things. Right. You know that I, I use them for my enjoyment, but I, I don't keep anything. Where it's just like if I lost it, I, I'd be devastated. Really? No <laughs> consoles? You wouldn't save any of your consoles? No, I wouldn't care. Huh? Wow! <laughs> look at look how you evolved. <laughs> <laughs> if the quarantine lasts even longer, and there's a meat shortage, and your only option is to catch and kill birds and squirrels, what methods would you use? Oh, uh, my stinky farts. <laughs> Just smoke them out? Yep. So for them, oh, for them to drop dead? Just go out the backyard? <laughs> my, my son calls me the fart machine. He's not wrong. <laughs> is he showing potential now that he's six? He asked my wife, why did you marry a fart machine, Mom? <laughs> <laughs> is he showing signs that he could become prince farts one day and to take over your throne? No, absolutely not um he rarely farts and i'm really? kind of disappointed he's, he's young <laughs> give it time and i'm always eating brand cereal so oh well that'll do it man come on at our age <laughs> that's it brand cereal metamucil probiotics all of it it's just non-stop yeah. brass section in our stomach and beyond. If you transition to a female, what would you change your name to? Danielle. Okay. I'm unoriginal. <laughs> <laughs> and last question. If there were a Mount Rushmore for guitar players, what four faces would be on it? Should be on it. Joey, Johnny, DD, and uh, Tommy. <laughs> oh, so just all four Ramones. Yep. <laughs> Good deal. All right, we're done. Congratulations. You've completed the quarantine questionnaire. Good. I'm at 5% awesome. on my phone. <laughs> and what better a time to, to wrap it up? Uh, as Dan said, he's a hermit, so you can't follow him on social media. And don't follow him in real life because that's creepy. But you can follow me on Twitter at Chris Abalo and on Instagram at Chris Sells Out. And follow the show at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And again, please subscribe. Please share the show. Give the show five stars on your podcast resource of choice. And I'll be back next Monday with yet another episode. So until next time, for Dan Hemphill, this is Chris Abalo, and this was yet another experiment. You wouldn't understand, Dan. You're not with it. I used to be with it, but then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it, and what's it seems weird and scary to me. It'll happen to you. No way, man. We're going to keep on rocking forever.